Hey, what's going on? Episode thirty-nine. What's going on, Nick? Hey, let's go. Let's try this again. What's going on, Ben? He, you, did, you came in with a lot of energy. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to match that. Yep. <laughs> you already hey. failed. Oh. You had the ShamWow guy fresh in your mind. Exactly. I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited. Anything going on with you since the uh, since we last spoke? Yeah, well, it's been almost a couple of weeks or whatever. It's been, I don't know. I did have this happen. I went to, uh, I went to lunch with some friends, and that thing happens where, where it'll be, it'll be like, don't worry about it. I got whatever you get. I got you. Just leave a tip. So I go. And I don't know if this happens to you guys or not, but then I feel compelled to tip like crazy. I want to, you know what I mean? Then I got to leave like a, a 10 or 15. What if somebody pays the bill and asks you just to get the tip? Yeah, if you're just leaving the tip and they're picking up your lunch. Yeah, you got to give at least 20%. Well, 20% happening either way, but now I feel like. I said at least. Yeah, well now I feel like, well, I didn't, I didn't contribute anything to this, so I got to really. So I, didn't, I, I don't know. I just didn't know if you guys did that or not. I end up paying about what I would have for lunch anyway. But then now they walk away thinking, boy, I really took care of that guy. I just did him a huge favor. I usually only buy my own. I always just ask for every, I don't think I've ever gone to dinner with Nick. Maybe with our wives, but like, I'm always just like, dude, I want my own bill. You know, I usually ask Nick. I'm like, I try to hand Nick the uh, check and he's Pass. like, <laughs> it didn't, it didn't work out. <laughs> what do you, uh, Pass. if a place refuses to do your own bill, what do you do? What do you mean do my own? Like, oh, if they're like, we're not going to break it up. Yeah, usually I ask up front. I don't wait until the end to know that. Nothing. I mean, we go over this round and round, but I mean, I'm not going to get up and walk. You might get up and walk out. Like, I'm, I can't. I, yeah. I, I don't understand how you can't do it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, it's reasons. pure laziness. Yeah. The, the waitress, though, usually it's the waitress doesn't know how, or B, she's afraid, like, oh, I want to get my, uh, I'm like, listen, you can get your gratuity still. Well, it depends, because usually I think it, five or more. They they automatically add gratuity, right? Is it five or more? I think yeah. But most times when couples go out, it's it's a couple. You know, you you and your wife and one other. So it's four people. So go out with some of your friends or whatever. How hard is it though, really, to break it down? I mean, you know, you could just go back and void it and then just make a new ticket. I've never had an issue where someone said like, not really where they said I have separate it. They almost always can separate it. And I don't think it's usually at dinner. It's usually at like a uh, like during. like lunch or whatever. Well, that's why I'm saying lunch because lunch is going to be, I don't know, like 10 bucks or less or whatever anyways, or, or, you know, in that ballpark. So I have this thing where this, ah, no, no problem. I gotcha. So then I feel like I owe them. Like that guy just did me a favor and bought, I got to buy lunch next time or whatever, you know, but I end up spending, I don't know, maybe a dollar or two less than I would have. So then I have this weird, like, I have this yeah, that, you, that's just with you. I would say when you go out to a restaurant, I just pick like a nicer restaurant. Like when you're going to get me back, I would just be like, hey, I'd, I'd try to find a better place. <laughs> this one's yeah. on you, right? Yeah, exactly. But like, then, I got to last But then what time. if they leave like a meager tip? I don't really care. I really don't. That doesn't bother me. Like when, if it's on you, I never look back. Come out on top. You remember there was that the episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where like uh, Larry's out and he's eating with some black people and they, I think it's Wanda Sykes and she leaves a tip. And then he tips on top of her tip, and she's like, "What? what the, what's that about? Like, you know, like he did, I didn't tip oh, no, enough." Oh, was that when he fired his like cable guy or whatever? Maybe. And yeah. Then, yeah. Then he went back to drop the money. Yeah. And that's the thing that to one. me is, you know, I if I'm the guy paying the food bill, I could care less if you give the person two dollars. It's not my worry at that point in time. No. I'll pay attention to it. I would never do. I'm not going to get you back by being cheap the next time. It, you're not screwing that person. No, 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 no. I just I got up in my head about it where I was like, that person is walking away thinking, "Man, I just bought him lunch. All right." But I'm like, you kind of saved me two bucks. Not that I don't appreciate it. It's still a right. nice thing. But anyways, I was all Awful, in my head about dude. it. I uh, revisited the movie Kingpin. Haven't seen it in a couple years. It was on HBO. And I would just say that you cannot leave that movie off the list of the best performances by Bill Murray ever. Oh, absolutely. As Ernie McCracken, Big <laughs> Ern. Is think... that Funniest Fairly Brothers movie? For me, yeah. It and Dumb and Dumber, that's like a tight race, right? I think it's funnier than Dumb and I don't know. It like, probably, it uh, might Dumb be. and Dumber is another one that it definitely stands. I, I watched it not that long ago, and I'm like, this is amazing. It's still as funny. In fact, I have my five. eight-year-old watching it, and I'm like, nice. He, I watching him enjoy it for the first time, like seeing it, like he's never seen, like something about Mary. Uh, I can remember seeing that the first time, and I think that that was just such a like. Wow, I can't believe that this is really in, in yeah, a movie. Kingpin is one of, if and, it's at least top five funniest movies ever to me. Wow, really? Every, yeah, easily. We'll to, easily. We'll, we need to like produce a list every yearly of Hey My Man's top five or top yeah. ten or top one hundred. You know, I, movies. It kicks the if shit I out were, of Caddyshack. Get out of here! Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. If I was Bill Murray after Kingpin, 
I'd be like, I'm calling it a, I'm calling it Dude, a career. He, Bill Murray was amazing in uh, Zombieland. In his oh, small part, that. he was great. He was good. He was so good. I would say that performance is just as good as the bigger performance because it was no short and sweet. No. But I mean, it was oh, just boy. it was just a sliver of of a performance. I mean, it's so awesome I'm that saying he agreed to do it per, well, he was per himself, the amount of time. Right? He was he, a... Yeah, I did have something interesting happen. I got the Jewish holidays coming up, so I had to go get my uh, a couple of my suits altered or tailored, I guess, as you'd say. And if you've listened before, I, I go to the men's warehouse. I always have a really good experience there. Once you get your suits tailored there uh, the first time, they tailor them for free every other time. So instead of going somewhere else, it's just it's a little bit out of my way, but I, I go there anyway. So they continue to let it yeah. out. So this time, I, you know, the, I, even before I lost a little bit of weight, like the way they tailored it last time, um, it was real boxy. And to me... I love wearing suits. You're blaming if, if, the suit. if I could wear no, well, hold on. <laughs> if I could wear a suit every day, I would. Really? Swear to God, I love wearing suits, especially nice one. Like because I'll I'll definitely come out of pocket for a suit. I, I I don't mind spending money on a suit. So if you went to the ballpark in the '40s, you'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That. Like Robert that. Schimmel, like, you know, like yeah, doing yeah. stand up in a in a in a suit. That's, that's pretty. Awesome. That's pretty sweet. I love the way a suit looks. I can't with tennis shoes. Feels. Oh, I love. Well, then you just haven't had the right suit. When I'm wearing a suit, I look like that guy who owns one suit. It's in the basement and dusty, and well, he just okay, doesn't look so comfortable. In it. That's me. I go there and I'm telling like the guy. It, this time it's a black guy. This guy knows his shit for sure. It started out in the morning because I, I put on the suit and I told my wife, I was like, I really don't want to drive all the way to men's warehouse. Can you tell me if you see, if you think this suit fits? And I don't know why I think my wife knows, you know, if a suit fits a man or not, but still at, you know, 36 years old, almost 37, I'm not really sure if the suit fits the way it's supposed to fit, oh, you know? I wouldn't know? So, uh, I tell her and she's like, Oh, you know, yeah, it looks fine. But that kind of upsets me because I lost a bunch of weight and I'm like, there's no way this suit fits fine. I, I, I had 21 pounds ago. It, it, it fit fine. There's no, how is that possible? So I took a, I had my wife take a picture of me in my suit front and side angle and then sent it to my old man who was at work to his cell phone. And I called him up and, uh, again, my dad, has done like every job over this lifetime. He, you know, worked, his uncle was like a tailor. His other uncle was a jeweler. He's done everything. So he knows a little bit about everything. So I call, you know, I said, Hey, did you get that picture? He's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. So then I'm trying to describe to him like, well, this is, he's like, how much room do you have between the buttons in your chest? And I'm like, well, I could take my fist and put it sideways. And he's like, yeah, that sounds like it's too big. Why don't you just run it? If it's free, why don't you just take your ass down to the place and, 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 uh, you know, ask them what they think. The last time I was there was like some crusty old white guy, but this time it was a young black man. Thank God. And he, uh, I immediately felt comfortable cause I looked at the way he was dressed. I'm like, around. this guy knows what he's talking about. I'm watching you transform yeah, right. week by week, right in front of me. Absolutely. Me and George Zimmerman, the most unracist people ever. This is one this year. Two. Right. Guys one two. Yeah, it has a lot of things. You are uh, the second furthest thing from the most racist. Right. <laughs> so I, uh, the guy like stands, you know, they have like a, a try a mirror with like, it's like got your side angles right. and the front angle when they're tailoring your suit. I don't know. You look like a guy who's never had a tailored suit, oh, but I used, I, every weekend. Every All right. Well, anyway, so I'm up there and I'm like telling the guy, I was like, Hey, the last time, you know, they, they didn't really like bring it in and it was kind of boxy. And he's like, Oh no, man. He's like, I'm going to bring this in and bam. He's like, you know, he, like Emerald. He's like, this, gonna, this thing's going to pop. And I'm like, dude, I'm very, very confident in the fact that this guy's going to make And he's like, he holds, he like pulls it from the back and I'm looking in the mirror. He's like, how's that look? And I'm like, well, that looks awesome. Now, is he going to want it tighter around your ass? So like you have some. No. Back? Well, I don't know. He he actually pulled the waistband tight. He's like, I how's that? It. Is that feeling good? And then, you know what? I opted for the, uh. I don't know if it's very Jewish of me or very short fat guy of me too. You're I went, I went, I went with the, the I, I went with the suspenders again. Because if you have any any bit of a, a belly, and you wear dress pants because they're so light, they'll f- once they if you're holding your kid or you're doing something where you're you know you lift your arms up and the belt slides over your belly, you could lose your pants. It could be it could be over for you. Wow. So um, you'll see in a couple of years. So I went I went ahead and uh, <laughs> paid the upper the thirteen dollar upgrade for the suspender buttons. So I'm gonna be looking snazzy in the. Uh, and for the cufflinks high, high Jewish high holidays. What? Get some cufflinks? No, I don't have any cufflinks. But I just wanted to again say that, you know what? Uh, breaking down another barrier. I, I, I say I now haircut only by black people. Mm-hmm. Suit fittings 
only by black people. I didn't get a purple suit or anything crazy like that. I went with the, the white guy helping me choose the color or the female, but you know, cause I can't pull off the, the, the blue suit with the white cuffs or the, you know, anything like that. I'm, I just don't, I can't do it. I think you could. I don't think you should slice up. Shit I think like you're that. trying to, I think you're trying to make me look like an ass. You want me to show up in a blue suit with white cuffs? And I'm never going to see you in it, so... Why not? It's going to pop. Where am I going to be where you're going to be in a suit? I plan on being, at some point, being in a suit all the time. And when I, when I retire, that's, I'm just going to be in a suit. Either he's, a track suit or... He's going to podcast like a schmuck with no suit on? That's a damn good idea. I should have... We should have a formal podcast. Like we it. do like an event. Tuxedo. Yeah. Shirt and tie required. I like theme anything. Can we drink scotch during this? Let me ask you this. How, how, much is, like, how much is too much for you to pay for a suit? You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> You're like I've never bought a suit. Yeah, so no, like, I don't know. like I was, I was telling At Dunhill, it's seventy nine dollars plus whatever. That's to rent. I, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. I don't know, dude. I really don't know. I, th- I don't know. Uh, what, what do you think is too much? I'm not going to tell you what I paid for my suit. I'm just telling you that I just always wonder because to me, uh, in life, there's like two things that I could, I could never ever worry about what the, what it costs, and one's like a good steak, and the other one is a, is a good suit. Even like I would like to buy like a really really nice watch. It's very manly of you. I think I, I don't just, know why. I think I just come from cheaper jeans. Uh, I wish I could say that I'm one of those guys that likes to buy like you know drink like a, a nice like you know uh, bourbon or scotch or or whisk you know or, or not whiskey uh, um, gin or what, whatever. Yeah, the, yeah. But I don't. Scotch, I, I'm not. I'm not. Sure. I, I can't. I'm not that fancy. I don't. You know. I don't smoke cigars. Wear a monocle or a top hat or anything like that. But I definitely like a good suit. You know what? I need to, we need to go sh- sh- like a, a suit shopping where we can do the pretty woman thing where you come out and we, we decide yes or no. Oh, Whatever your next great. formal that'd event is. I can just clap for the one I like. I feel like if I get you, how old are you? I'm 33. If I get you and if I can show you the right suit, you might end up being a suit person and be like, because I, I, I had the same, oh, I bought sure one I suit be. that I spent like $1,100 on that I, I wore every day, not every day, but every event I had for 10 years, I wore the same suit. Obviously, I would change the shirt and tie and whatnot. When I was a kid, I had a clip on bow tie. I wore it everywhere. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Same thing. It was yeah, just, that doesn't surprise there's me. There's no difference between my story and yours. What, what are what are the, what are like something, is there anything you would like, you when you do this certain thing, you don't care about how much money you spend? Is I there never like have one? enough money to not care, but I think I think a steak is, is a good one, like you said. Um, I th- Well, for me, like if I'm going to get like a, if I go to a micro brew or whatever, I know, no I, know, I know that's on a way smaller right. scale, but if they <laughs> right. say, hey, this beer is 20 bucks, Listen, I really won't give a shit. 250 or $5, money is not you know an what? option here. If it goes up to 6 bucks, I'll go crazy. No, I think a suit, if I had the money, a suit is a good idea because that's... One know, thing every man needs. A man should have a good suit. A sport sure. coat and a nice suit. But you know what else, too, is uh, boots, work boots. I don't even look at the price normally. I just go, "That's I need that boot. That's You know, I, I agree. It's a much smaller scale. It's like No, no, I agree, though, too. To $200. There's some things you can't skimp on. My my thing, also, toilet paper is another one, big time. Like, you yeah, definitely know yeah. the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll sit in the bathroom for an extra 20 minutes if I have to, if I have double ply. But I'm <laughs> out of there in a second if I'm, go, you know, if I get that sandpaper stuff. There's no enjoyment. I'm not, I'm out. <laughs> no, it's true. It's, you had an extra five minutes to wash your hands yeah, afterwards. I don't know. There's something about, you know, you might take an extra couple wipes if it's very, very soft and, and comfortable. So that's, uh, I think we, we can at least all agree on that. that yeah, we all true. come to, we all come together on this steak, but Nick's not a suit guy. I mean, that's not something that. If you, I wore a suit every day, I'd, I would be like you, where I, money would be no object as far as a suit. But let's get this straight. I, I don't, I'm wearing I, a suit. I don't wear a maybe suit every day. <laughs> four times a year. If that, but you don't want to look like spectacular four times a year. No, as a matter of fact, I recently bought. <laughs> He's a like, suit. no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm not going to say where, but it's a little bit under uh, Men's Warehouse. You're black. And I saw a couple of people, and I, I said, "Hey, how do you think about this suit?" They're like, "Oh, where'd you get it from Men's Warehouse?" I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> no, that's I, bullshit. That's bullshit. They ask people that are in the know about suits. Like you, you should go and get a designer suit tag and then sew it into your 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 Burlington Coat Factory suit. <laughs> I would probably go like between between five hundred and, and a grand if I you know if I could swing it. I think if you more, go less, you probably get. No, I think at like at like JC Penney's or whatever they what like two hundred fifty bucks for a suit. I mean, yeah, or even but that's, like, that's not going to fit you at all. I got a I got a suit at Kohl's. No, they tailor them there. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I got a suit at Kohl's that's not a bad suit. It's just not. Something I you know I like to be able. That's where you'd get like a kid a suit. Yeah, definitely. But I I got one there. That's what I was trying to tell you. It's oh, you meant like when you were a kid. You know, it's been. I don't think they had Coles when I was a kid. I don't know how long it's been yeah. around. Um, a couple of stupid, ignorant, annoying news stories. This story is uh, I, I hate to shit on military people, soldiers, whatever. 
but um, this the t- the title War Hero sues KFC. They refused to serve me because of my service dog. So basically, this guy, an American war hero, is suing the company behind Kentucky Fried Chicken, claiming KFC employees refused to serve him, all because he arrived at the fast food joint with his registered service dog. The man behind the lawsuit, Charles Hernandez, describes himself as a highly decorated and combat disabled veteran of the Iraq War and distinguished educator in New York City school system. Uh, he did some other. Oh, okay. There's more. He's also a New York City Council veteran of the year in 2011 and was also one of the first soldiers to arrive at the World Trade Center site on September 11th. Um, Hernandez claims he walked into a KFC in New York back in February along with his registered service dog, Valor, who accompanies Hernandez to soothe his symptoms of post-traumatic stress caused by years in combat. But instead of being greeted with a smile and some chicken, Hernandez claims that KFC employees told him, Poppy, there are no dogs allowed. Hernandez says he explained that he had the proper permits to have the dog accompany him inside the restaurant, to which the employee replied, Okay, but you still can't have the dog in the store. Eventually, he leaves the store, and now he's firing back with a uh, million-dollar lawsuit for this. This is Here's why I get crazy about this. This dude comes in with a dog to a restaurant, okay? And you have, let, let's be honest, who works, who works at, at, at fast food restaurants? Highly educated. Idiot. Right. People. This guy walks in with a dog. He's not in a military uniform. He's not in a police uniform. He's walking in with a dog that probably has some stupid sash across it that's a service dog. And he tries to order like nothing's wrong. And this person who has, doesn't see dogs in restaurants is like, hey, you can't have that here. And his response is, well, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm an Iraq veteran. So, yes, I can. And I have the papers. Do you think this person can decipher what these papers are? Do you? I mean, I could literally make something on my computer and take it into. The, I mean, this is like a, probably a 16 to 25-year-old person. I'm surprised that they even, like, made a comment about the dogs. I bet I could take. We should do an experiment where we take some dogs into restaurants around here and see how many people go, oh, you can't have them, or how Smash many people don't give a shit. Well, I've been assuming this is, this is like a, a German shot, like a bigger dog. and But still, I, I know I know what you're saying. But it just blows my mind that, like, you know, and then the story is like, hey, this guy's an Iraq vet. This isn't the way we treat our soldiers. It's like, first of all, the guy's not dressed in military garb. I'm assuming he, he's not been in the war, you know, since he's been out of the service for a long time. That'd be weird if he was. And you're in a restaurant, dude. I don't want to eat where your dog It's not. Restaurants have codes. They have health standards. You don't bring an animal into where people eat. You know, unless it's your own house and you want to decide to have your own dog walking around. I, it's, 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 it's nuts to me to, to think that this guy, that like, that KFC is now on the hook because, like, a, again, a, a, now maybe this chick is 40 years old, but either way, an employee of KFC who works at a fast food restaurant is is going to be, now the whole company is going to be sued because she was like, this dude's bringing a dog in. Who knows if it's a bullshit story or not? It's like, that's great. I hear that you what you're saying. However, as far as I know, I've never seen a dog inside the restaurant, so you're going to have to take it outside. And how about this guy just goes, you know what? All right, I'm going to just go somewhere else to eat. You're going to sue for a million dollars? So that's why I turn around and look, and I'm like, when people are saying, you know, hey, this guy fought for this country. I mean, he should be given the opportunity. He can't. She doesn't know that. She doesn't. She can't confirm or deny whether this guy worked for the, comp, the country or, you know, fought for the country or has some sort of a uh, disorder that he needs a dog for. That's what he says. Even if he did, I mean, even if she was a really kind-hearted individual i mean okay get his meal bring it out to him right say thank you for your service here's your meal out in the house but it doesn't you're out five bucks even the quote that he says that she said where you know hey poppy Poppy? you can't have dogs in here it's not like she's like you know is she in the hood and in love with him i'm i don't know but i'm just assuming (laughs) poppy you want some chicken i'm assuming that she basically (laughs) uh she was it says it doesn't say anywhere she wasn't being polite so how how again with this like um term of endearment the, these lawsuits are just crazy. Where does a million dollars come in, though? So you Again, hurt. I mean, I think that's a blanket number they throw out. That's right. like the highest amount. Your, it depends on what state you're in. got your feelings hurt. Right. And, and, and the thing for is, an apology and still probably not But the it. thing is, the guy is standing on the fact that he's a, a, a soldier and he shouldn't be treated that way. It's no different than, again, this is going to sound crazy, but like Oprah going to a foreign country and getting pissed off when people don't realize she's Oprah. And then she's like, oh, you just thought you just treated me like you would a black person. So you really didn't realize happened? I was Oprah. Does that happen? 
You're, are you Everybody kidding? Knows that oh, okay. No, no, that happens quite often. She likes to go to foreign Germany countries and then not get serviced like she's Oprah and then cry foul like people are being racist. They didn't realize I was Oprah. It's like you're not running a 2020 undercover investigation. <laughs> yeah. you know you're, you're Oprah. You were a chick who was on TV interviewing people no different than Geraldo or, or Jerry Springer at a point in time. And then you elevated your game a little bit for, I don't know how. She walks into a restaurant in Belize and she's like, tacos for everybody. Yeah. What I'm saying is it's it's just crazy to assume that like veteran or not, any judge that would see this, even like look at this lawsuit. is They, is, they award the money. So, I, I mean, I. We'll but who's going to pay for that then? KFC is going to pay a million dollars? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it, they settle for quite a bit. But the, uh, I'm going to hit one more story. Uh, you did it all wrong, guys. I want to do a choose your own adventure. You guys pick. The first story is uh, the man with the 132-pound scrotum. That's the title of it. The second is uh, fork and penis removed after 70-year-old man stuffs four-inch utensil in his urethra. I'd like to vote now. Which one? <laughs> you wanna... The penis story, not the scrotum story. Scrotum or penis, Nick? Uh, which one he said? Fork and penis. Fork and penis? It is. It's also a terrible German delicacy. <laughs> seven-year-old Australia just asked this seven-year-old Australian man who was rushed to the hospital after he attempted that very feat which is fork and penis removed after seven-year-old man stuffs four-inch utensil into his urethra according to a report published in the international journal of surgery cases earlier this month uh the man was admitted to the hospital after he stuffed a four-inch fork into his urethra in an attempt to achieve sexual gratification Unfortunately, the report says the fork was successfully removed with forceps and copious lubrication. According to the report's authors, this isn't the first time the man has attempted to insert a foreign object into his nether regions. You don't start with a four-inch fork, dude. Huh? You don't start with yeah. a four-inch fork. You work your way. Up. This start. isn't this isn't this guy, but this is some of the other things that doctors have start found shrimp stuffed utensil, inside of penises. Crayon. You ready for this list? Mm-hmm. Men, cross your legs and buckle down. <laughs> Pens. Like ink pens, right. safety pins, telephone cables. Uh, I don't even know how that's what? possible. A telephone cable, glue, cocaine straws. Well, what's a cocaine? Like, it, what's how do you differentiate between you? You know, a, a straw and a coke. I guess I write some, my uh, name on mine with Sharpie. <laughs> uh, marbles. Oh, it doesn't even see light bulbs, carrots. Doing a marble in your in your dick is like well, I, I'm assuming this is this is anywhere in your nether region. I don't know if necessarily you're shoving a light bulb into your penis Jesus hole. Jesus Christ, what's wrong oh. with people? A light bulb, <laughs> carrots, and a snake are among some of the strangest things that have been stuck. <laughs> oh, in penises, it is. It's yeah. just in penises. Someone got a light bulb in their penis. A snake. I'm sure a snake's been put up someone's ass as well. Oh but yeah. This story pertains to just. That's not really that crazy. The snake in the ass is nowhere near as crazy as a snake in the penis. Not for us. That's, uh, yeah, that's crazy. We have some uh, messages from Google that someone left on Google Voice that we'll play in a second. But before that, I wanted to announce that if anybody didn't get it on the Facebook or our Twitter, um, I put out a link to the Hey Man soundboard, which is a free soundboard for you to play. It's your favorite drops from the Hey Man podcast, and it'll be ever-growing. So as we get more, we will add more sounds to it. It's soundboard.com forward slash SB forward slash Hema man. So forward slash SB as in soundboard forward slash Hema man. And it'll take you right to it. And you can hear all of your favorite drops uh, from yesteryear. Nice. Um, yeah, actually, actually, I think you can actually, um, you can buy some of the sounds. You can use them as ringtones on your phone or whatnot. So That's awesome. you can have your own, uh, sound of, of Nick saying, I don't give a shit or I like how you specify it. Or you can maybe hear uh, Steve, Kind of got a man crush on Ryan Gosling. You get the point. Just zip them and tuck them back up. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you can check that out. Um, so we got a couple of uh, messages left on our Google Messenger, and I'm going to play those right now. Hey, guys. Uh, love your show. I uh, just wanted to call and say uh, or ask this question. Um, with the recent uh, big lottery jackpot, I'm just wondering what, what offer you would do if uh, you guys had won it, and try to be honest on what you would guys would do with that money. Uh, this is Scott, by the way, and uh, <laughs> keep up the good work. All right, bye. <laughs> what are you going to do with $500 million? Well, my, my answer originally would have been two chicks at the same time, <laughs> but uh, I, I finally saw that 
uh, Robin Thicke video with all those chicks dancing around naked. So now I would change it to several chicks, and it would be a music video, and it would involve a rapper. That you would spend the entire five hundred million dollars. I would leave that? enough for KFC so I could pay my own <laughs> way because I'm not a freeloader. I do community service, but I'll still buy my chicken. I think that you could get that deal going for a substantial. Now, if it was like a like specific people that were unobtainable, but you didn't even go there. I would buy season tickets to um, the White Sox and Blackhawks also, and then that's it. Yeah, and then you just bank the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I'd fix up my garage so my mom. Could I bet you that Nick's going to have something like that. It was like, well, I would invest uh, X amount of dollars in gold. Uh, Why were you using Eddie Murphy's white voice? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when Nick's white, he talks like this. Uh. I guess I just probably do what most people do. I pay off all my bills, pass, put some money back for college for the kids, and then buy you know an awesome car. Buy my wife an awesome car. Buy my parents, my sister. Dude, why? Why buy you something? Me? Buy something? Buy me? I buy you a a podcast studio, like the best pod, like that rivals a building. Let me ask you: Why in the world would you buy your kid, put money away for your kid's college if you have five hundred? But your kid should never go to college. Your kid. Should be sniffing coke off a stripper's ass by sixteen years at his at his bar mitzvah. He should be shoving. We're better penis. to do that than to be at college and do that. Why well, just buy a college? <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean you're going out buy. I bought IU. I mean, you wouldn't do, you wouldn't buy something like a professional sports team or something that you could, with that kind of money where you would just be literally making money hand over fist by you know spending a lot of money to make money. Oh, that was a question. I know you're shaking your head. Yes. Yeah. But. I mean, I would, I would get like, a, I'd try to find some good financial advisors to tell me what's the best move to keep making money. It off seems money. like financial advisor is, and the word good never go hand in hand. I've never heard of <laughs> I've it. I heard Bernie Madoff, you know, those. Uh, yeah. It seems like, especially when you get up to that high level, wherever there's a financial manager, you literally, if you make that kind of money, if you've earned that kind of money, it's like new money. You should be able to financially manage your own money. You don't need another guy like putting. Yeah, it doesn't make any if sense to me. You made that that mountain of money. I think yeah. you know taxes alone, and I don't know if you could even that kind of money. I know you you're, you have to put it places. You have to like you know write a lot of it all. You got to do a lot of stuff I think with people. It. Usually, the first thing they do is buy a property in Florida that they claim to be their primary residence because they don't have any state taxes. Yeah. See, there's like tricks of, tricks of the trade, but again, five hundred million dollars. I, I mean, it would all be offshore, man. Yeah, either way, I mean, you're still walking away. I don't care what they tax you; you're still walking away. Now, with would you do two hundred mil? They give you the choice. You can get like a check every month for the rest yeah, of your I would life, do that. or get the lump sum that's no. lower. I think. No, I take a check every month. Yeah, I would too. I think I, I would too. I, I I literally would would give not one penny to charity ever. Not one penny. <laughs> not even for the tax write nope. No, I don't even care. Wow, Again, at that really? point. Yeah, no, no. I was kidding with the Robin Thick video. I would give some to charity. No, sure. I wouldn't. No, I would not. The only because I feel like, you know, uh the David Stein. What hospital. about my yeah, what about my charity? What about the charity of me? Well, I would just be living I think you'll have two hundred million dollars to think about that charity. Listen, you know how warped I am. I just told I just told Nick that with that kind of money, his kid shouldn't go to college, but should be <laughs> sniffing cocaine off a stripper's ass. So we know what you're going to be doing, right? Sniffing cocaine off a stripper's right. ass with Nick's kid. <laughs> <laughs> and the craziest part, he's only one, so you know, <laughs> very small coke straw. I don't. I mean, there's really nothing I, at that point. You could have anything you wanted, like physically. You there, you, there was there's really nothing you couldn't buy. I mean, as far from a car to broke, a house to a. They all go broke when they win. So what are they doing wrong? Well, they they give money to other people, their friends, their family, and that's the thing is I wouldn't do. I wouldn't give you nothing. I would give you nothing either. I would say you could hang out with me, and I will. You could, whatever I get, you could be a part of. But I got a tip. Yeah, I would make you <laughs> leave the tip. I would buy everybody a steak dinner, and then have you leave the tip for that. Twenty percent is like two hundred bucks. I think I would buy like modest houses in a lot of really cool areas. Really. I would just live in hotels. Instead of have like this ridiculous why? mansion, I'd have like a just a you know a really nice place in like the mountains and in South. But why even why even have property? Why even have anything that holds you down, man? I literally I would live from hotel to hotel. I think when my flunky kids eventually get done doing the Coke straw thing, they can stay at each one of those houses. <laughs> no, they're they they're they're dead. They don't make it till they don't ever even get your money. My son would be staying in my nice house in the Alps with a shrimp fork up his penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it's a shrimp fork. He's gonna start small. Uh, so I guess there. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, a lot of better softball. I'm that. I'm doing Coke with Nick's one year old off his stripper's ass. Uh, ben, I don't know what. what, what what, what did you find? Very expensive music video with whores and rappers. 
and Nick. No, I said I'd pay off all my bills, oh. buy a couple of nice cars. I would, and then this is another thing I wouldn't exactly. do. I wouldn't pay off one bill. I'd be like, I ain't paying nobody shit. No, It'd be the shit. opposite of bankruptcy. Your credit's off. Like I'm like, you know, like in bankruptcy where you screw the guy anyway. It's like, hey, I'm gonna go bankrupt. However. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I understand. I won't be able to buy a car for three years, but I'm. I'm gonna also default on a thirty grand IOU. So you, your business may fall apart as well. <laughs> he just made two hundred million dollars. I don't have that forty-two grand left on my house. Stop I just it. feel like I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm above. I'm above paying my debt at that point. I'm just gonna be like, listen. I mean, really, it's not even gonna put a dent in what I got going on. And how much really? I mean, ten grand is. I was gonna do for you. Let's just call it even. Let's walk away right now. <laughs> Let's settle it right now for one thousand dollars. Thanks for the question, Scott. Again. It's that easy. Butterfly Radio, uh, the our Google Voice account where you can call and leave messages just like Scott does if you don't have an, an iPhone. Um, the more the more messages, the better. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. We'll answer every question that comes in. So this week, because again, you know, we had asked a couple of weeks ago for everybody to send in some top five lists. And what we're going to do is uh, we're going to answer two top five lists this week. Uh, sent in by different uh, listeners. This first one is top five documentaries all time. Um, and Ben wants to do it a little bit different this way. We're going to go around Robin. So you're going to hear Ben's number five, then my number five, then Nick's number five. And that, and it will go all the way down to number one. Uh, my number five is Capturing the Freedmen's. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Is that a, some sort of Nazi? No, it's fantastic. It's, it's almost all uh, either news footage or home video. This guy uh, was he had a bunch of he had a bunch of children. He was accused of uh, molesting kids while he was giving them piano lessons, but none of his family refused to believe it. And the whole none family, of his family refused, or his family refused. None of his, none of his family, uh, you know, they all denied that he was doing it. But then his son got accused of the same thing. It's and I know, he's I like, know, I want you to refuse this. They're like, we won't. We will not <laughs> no, refuse. I know this. it sounds really <laughs> sick, but it's almost all done with footage. The family, like that, real footage of the him family that people. this happened to, they were like camcorder crazy. They filmed everything. And so you just Japanese. get, you just get, to, no, 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 they weren't, but, uh, I don't Come know. It's, on, called, it's called capturing the Freedmen's. I don't know. Google it. Check it out. It's actually really good. All right. Uh, my number five is exit through the gift shop, which I'm sure infuriates Nick. I'm sure it's kind of a hipster documentary. I think it's pretty cool. Well, that's, uh, that's sold a lot, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, it, I think it, it got like a bunch of, uh, like press and it, it turned out to be kind of a big deal, but I actually, I've watched it several, several times and, uh, I like it every single time. It, it I, I actually hate some of the people in it. The, the, uh, the main guy who goes around and basically makes some like bullshit art. And, but it just show it made me laugh because, uh, this guy, basically there's a guy, this guy Banksy who goes around and does all this like crazy graffiti art and, and like, uh, conceptual art on the streets. And, and, um, it's all like thought provoking, politically inspired stuff. And then you got this guy who's kind of like follows along in his footsteps. And he basically like takes a picture of Elvis with a guitar and takes it out and puts a broomstick in the guy's hand. Like, or, you know, it changes it to the lady with the old man and the lady with the pitchfork and it just and changes he, the color. He, yeah. The, and whole he, thing it, or whatever. He, the guy's like, a, he's, he's a total hack, but then all these like Hollywood, like snobs that think they know about art. This guy opens up an art show and sells like millions of he, he charges mm-hmm. like millions of dollars for these stupid, stupid pieces. And it like, I, what I got from the whole thing was, is like, I guess art is whatever you interpret it to be like you know if you feel this is an important piece of art then you could put a price you it's know, also a status piece too. right oh that guy did it awesome <clears throat> right. i'll pay you know well right. this, yeah this dude basically like no he, he went around and like put these things up like you know hey this show's coming this show's coming and he basically went out there and, and, and made himself into a big no one had ever heard of this guy he, and he's they, not he right. wasn't and isn't an artist right really no he's not he's horrible he's, he's, he's like a collaborator he takes he hired a bunch of artists to collaborate and finish pieces that he he conceived. But it's genius. He played them all. Yeah, he played no, everybody. But so absolutely. No, I love that movie. It's the great rock and roll swindle of art movies. Mm-hmm. For number five, I have the inside story of the exorcism, and basically that one's just got all these creepy like uh, things that happen where people were killed on set, like on like. Of the Exorcist, you mean the movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know you said exorcism. I didn't. I know. know if I'm you... sorry. No, the Exorcist, the movie. It I'm not going to penalize it you. Basically, just talks about uh, you know, some like unfortunate like mishaps that happened during the shoot. Like some people were killed like during the making of the movie, and they were saying that the movie was cursed. And it, obviously, at the time, it was like the creep, like the scariest or like most controversial movie because of the the church and how graphic it was, and you know, it came out in the early '70s. So uh, it's a good documentary and. 
basically everyone that was. I've never seen The Exorcist. Oh, really? No. Are you serious? Mm-mm. That's the scariest movie ever. Never seen it. Sleepaway ever. Camp is the scariest movie ever. Yeah. You know what? Let's keep let's keep it for another <laughs> top five list. Yeah. I'm just way too stupid for this. Well, let's let's give it a shot. But yeah, I mean, if you see the movie, you're def- <laughs> this. I bet this. I wouldn't be surprised if you bought if you like rented it or bought it on Blu-ray. This is this document is attached like or like it's part of the extras. Oh, that's awesome. Maybe because I'm just gayer than both of you. <laughs> but dude, uh, some like uh, you know some creepy stuff happens on the set. So did you ever see it, Ben? No, I haven't. But you've obviously seen the Exorcist movie. Mm-hmm. Exorcist. Right? Yeah, no, that's I'd, I'd like to check it out. I mean, like I said, the Exorcist, the scariest movie ever. All right, well we'll, we'll see. It's when just we good science, man. Google it. All right. <laughs> uh, number four is uh, Grizzly Man. Have you ever saw it? It's, uh, I have seen that Werner Herzog movie. The guy he really has no he he goes out in the wilderness and he loves these grizzly bears and he studies them and yada yada. But he has no like credentials to back it up. He's not a real I don't know what you call a people. bear scientist. Yeah, he's not a real bear tist. But uh, yeah, he's he just loves him and he goes out there and he ends up. <laughs> oh, you know I don't even know if I should say the end. I won't say the end. But uh, they show right at the beginning what happens to him. Yeah, oh, do they? Yeah, he got eaten. Well, by, he, he's never seen eaten it. by a bear. I don't know. He gets he gets eaten by one of the bears that he loves so much. Uh, but it's just awesome. The guy's. Just... I, I think it's to me it's it, it helped make the documentary like whole. Like, hey, what a if great what, eaten, a, what a great bad. ending. However, yeah. I laugh at that guy because I'm like, what a total jag off. Yeah, like, but I love documentaries that are about a really. I just think it's character. funny that the bear at the end, you know, the bear ultimately is like, yeah, I had enough of you already. Get the fuck out. You know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my hand. I'm gonna swipe your face off, and then I'm gonna eat your guts, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna stomp on your face, and then I'm gonna shit on you, and I'm gonna leave you. you know, but it's, gonna... <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how far he got just by fake it till you make it. I'm a grizzly bear. Because well, you're, you're, and... you're sitting here saying, hey, you know, this guy really loved this bear. And the bear's like, I really don't give a fuck about this guy. I, I really don't, don't care that that's much. That's a wild in fact, fucking animal. In fact, in fact, what did you say? <laughs> the bear's like, I'm a wild fucking animal. I just wanted to get that for a drop. <laughs> yeah, it would have been cool. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm thinking the bear The bear is like, why does this guy keep coming around? Does he not realize I'm a fucking bear? He made a dangerous for, one. Right? He made it for years. And, but the thing is, is the bear's like, I've obviously not gotten this point across. I'm a dangerous animal. We're not talking about a spider monkey here. Right. <laughs> They're looking at each other. He's like, he's not getting it. I'm I almost want to. Now here's the thing. Nick has kind of like figured out just now a way to get me to not talk over him because it ruins all the opportunity to like cut these drops uh-huh. out. Uh-huh. Nick has some priceless. If you uh, isolate him, he's got the best lines by far. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so where are we at? It's my turn. We're at four. Thirty for thirty. Uh, ESPN's thirty for thirty broke. That's mine too. Exact same spot. It's good. You ever seen it? Yeah, it's good. Oh, it's absolutely amazing. And I know we talked about it before. It's the uh, pod or the. Um, documentary about all the sports athletes and how they've squandered their uh their life savings away so and you can get, you can watch it on netflix currently the best so. part of that is when they show uh ricky anderson got a million dollars for his contract yeah. <laughs> he got a million dollar check and he frames it on the yeah. wall and they say hey this check never got cashed what happened oh yeah i framed it so i right. never even cashed <laughs> a fucking check uh so nick you that was the same for you yep so then pass you're oh. on to your number oh, three okay uh number three is called i like killing flies I don't know if you've ever seen that Seinfeld episode about the soup Nazi, mm-hmm. but there's a, a a guy in New York that based is, is kind of based on that. Yeah, you have Kashem. <laughs> I'm not sure. I've Am I the that. only guy that knows the real name of the soup? Not the real name, but the character's name from yes. Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know he had a name. You have Kashem. Oh, that's awesome. They only say it during the uh, the last episode when they call him up to the uh, to testify oh, in court. That horrible finale. Because he goes, you have Kashem, who's that? Oh, the soup, <laughs> oh, the soup Nazi. Nazi. Yeah. No, this guy was based on that. He's just this weird eccentric. Uh, his his menu had like 500 items on it, but you never knew like what you would get. He wouldn't take uh, parties of more than four. If you had more than four, he'd just say, get the fuck out. He's and, like. Uh, it was, it was. No, it was, it was, he's just an extreme character. He's so awesome. basically this guy's kind of like three. This guy yeah, is, is the three, three Floyds. Floyds. Yeah. <laughs> one, like, he calls everything sauce. One crab bisque. <laughs> Uh, okay, my next one is 30 for 30, another 30 for 30, Mohammed versus Larry. It's the uh, the documentary of the story of the fight between Muhammad Ali versus Larry Holmes. That basically ends Muhammad, Muhammad Ali's like career as a living, breathing, normal human being. Because Larry Holmes literally like made him made him handicapped not only did he beat muhammad ali he 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 hurt him mm-hmm. bad i mean it was to the point where like he was beating muhammad ali and he was telling muhammad ali like stop 
the fight. Like, and he wanted give up he, now. Holmes wanted tons of credit for being like this great, one of the best champions ever. But Ali was obviously well past his prime. Yeah, but point. but I still feel like I mean, Larry Holmes was definitely a, a great champion. However, great unfortunately, champion. this this definitely was a black mark. It was like Ali would people get pissed prime, off though. and said like, "Hey, you know." This guy, what he did to, to Muhammad Ali was just horrible. And his training but it's like, was But like, he's telling him in the ring, during the fight, like, dude, give up. Go down. And he wouldn't. And this dude battered He battered him. They could, in his, the people in his corner while he was training, the people could see, like, this is not oh, yeah. our Ali. He shouldn't yeah. be doing this. But Absolutely. they never pulled the plug? Who? His the people in no. the corner? They were all yes men. Mm. Yeah. You, you say the greatest? He wanted, yeah, yeah. You're the greatest. You're the greatest. He, even when he was doing, like, his, his uh, like pre-fight normal, you know, regalia it was all like half, you know, half-hearted, and it was slow and sluggish. It wasn't the mm-hmm. same Ali, but like I said, that that's where they mark the the, the definite uh, change in the Ali. So Muhammad versus Larry. All Nick. right, I got Fahrenheit nine eleven. What's that? Not to be confused with Fahrenheit nine eleven. Basically, it's just a rebuttal to Michael Moore's Fahrenheit nine eleven. <laughs> it's just like, hey, you know, not saying that. Is it Glenn Beck? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's there somewhere, <laughs> but uh, no, it basically just tries to disprove a lot of the crap that Michael Moore put out there. Like whether you like him or not, uh, the Bush administration or what they did, basically Michael Moore just used a lot of editing and just grabbed like a lot of facts without telling the whole story. And this was per this documentary. We don't know this documentary true. was basically just going, Hey, this is the fact that Michael Moore used and this is what we found on it. And he didn't show the whole thing. It, I hate Michael Moore. So anyone that wants to discredit <laughs> Michael Moore, it's, it's okay with me. Step off. Ben, your number two. My number two is called Dear Zachary. It's kind of a tough film to watch, but it's it's absolutely amazing. Uh, th- this guy, he um, his his girl is pregnant, and they're gonna have a son, but he passes away, so he never gets to meet his son. So his friend goes around and and takes home footage of all his family members and friends. You know what was what was this guy like? What was what, what was he about? So he wants his son to see this this film of all his friends saying your dad was like this, your dad, he was great, blah, blah, blah. Well, um, while he's filming this, it takes a crazy real lifetime twist. Um, the mother of his child ends up just doing some crazy horrendous things. And that gets, that all gets caught on footage too. And, uh, like it, be, no, like what it, it is. Well, no, I don't, I don't want to step on it. I really, really, you just got to watch it. See, Ben sold this. You're ready to watch it. No, if, if, especially if you're a father, it'll, it'll infuriate you. But, you watch it and it's and it's just it's amazing. I remember I watched it and uh, I just kind of stared at the screen for about ten minutes afterwards. What's like, it called? What again? the fuck? It's called Dear Zachary. He's making a film for his friend is making a film for this guy's son. Yeah, that uh, definitely piqued well, my interest it, now. Uh, my number two is the Dave Grohl Sound City documentary. You got that too? No. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely awesome. I just saw it, so it's like fresh on the on the, uh, the top of my mind. So that is going to be mine. It's basically the story of Dave Grohl um, saving the uh, Sound City soundboard from the Sound City recording studio and then taking that soundboard and putting it in, which was like, a, it was literally handmade. And each individual, like, you know, wire was soldered by a person and there was only so many of these made. So he buys the actual soundboard and then puts it in his personal studio and then brings back a lot of the bands who use this to uh, in the beginnings of their careers or whatever that made like these great albums and, and uh, cuts duets with all these people. So it's a, it's actually pretty cool. I've got beyond the mat. Are you, oh, is it, isn't that a wrestling one? Yeah. yeah. Is it, that's a, it basically shows awesome. Jake, the snake Roberts, how he's become a meth head follows him. Another wrestler who's a, an older guy at the time. And I mean, the movie came out in the late nineties, uh, Terry Funk. Do you remember him? No. And uh, Mick Foley. Yeah, I don't know the name. And it basically just shows, like, the wear and tear that they went through and, you know, how these guys are, you know, they're pretty much all three of them. Were, well, I don't know necessarily about Mick Foley because he was pretty successful afterwards. With, he had books and stuff. But the other two guys pretty much, like, you know, they, they pretty much ended their career. They have no money because, I mean, they don't they don't really make – they didn't make that much money. They were just kind of like – like, Jake the Snake was pretty big for a while there, but they were just – Not in the like, time when people were getting paid the kind of money they right, get paid now. Right, exactly. So, that just sucks because you realize, like, the time – this guy would have come later when wrestling got even bigger and the money that they're making now, it's crazy. Superfly Snooker would have made out. Oh, yeah. Well, they I remember back – just to talk touch us for a minute, back, like, when the wrestling was really popular maybe 10 years ago when it took one of its little turns where it was popular – they were talking about how like they were beating their ratings out for Monday Night Football, 
and like the NFL was like trying to get them to to switch their their uh, show to a different night because they're like we're losing viewers to wrestling, and uh, the wrestler they're showing the the average football salary of a star versus the uh, star for like a wrestler and. I mean, the wrestlers weren't making shit. And, I mean, they were just as bad. They were just as hurt and, like, their bodies right. were just as damaged as the football players. Then at the end of the documentary, they tell you that wrestling is fake and it's kind of run the whole thing. But... <laughs> what? Uh, my number one. I'd never seen that documentary. Thanks for ruining it. <laughs> for wrestling's fake, son of a bitch. My number one is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, it's called American Movie. It's Mark Borchard. He's a, a lovable loser that lives in his uh, parents' basement, and his dream is to make this cheap low budget horror movie it's just dream and he talks such a big game that he convinces like the community to help him make this movie and it's a huge pile of shit the guy lives in like what like wisconsin or something wisconsin. Like, yeah. He's not that far. yeah yeah i, we, I, used to I found this, him on yeah i found him on myspace I used years to ago go to hang out with him and buy him have you ever beer. seen this nick uh-uh. the guy like it's, basically it's, wants to make an it. independent like horror movie or whatever mm-hmm. like a low budget horror movie but he's very serious about his craft but he makes some real piece of shit movie, and these guys are these guys are borderline retarded, both of them, and or just Wisconsinites, but um, very very low bra. I mean, these guys are like the kind of guys who drink like literally like two cases of Pabst Blue, Blue Ribbon every day. Mm-hmm. Let's just like while they're doing their jobs or while they're doing normal. There's and there's so many quotable lines from it. It's just fucking amazing. His buddy, he never stops talking ever. He's like worse than me. And his buddy Mike Shank hardly ever yeah. says a word. It's almost like so Jay and Silent Bob. It is like a real. It's it's awesome. You got to see it. My number one, I'm sure everybody already knows, is Heckler. Still the best documentary of all time. I love it. This is worse than when you said Pearl Jam was. I a love it. Band. They are. I um, love Heckler. I just watched it again the other day. <laughs> I just watched it again for like the 40th time. I love it. Everything about it's great. The Jamie Kennedy funny. movie is your number one documentary of all yes. time. Yes. That's. I'm, I'm done. But I really think you hit it out of the park on this. It was pretty funny. <laughs> also, you know what? I, I, I hate doing this where I add an extra one, but uh, Anvil, the story of Anvil. That's an honorable Anvil. mention. I would love yeah. to put that one on there. I've got uh, Caddyshack, the inside story. And uh, I, it's after I saw it, it made me like the movie Caddyshack even more if that was even possible. But uh, Yeah, it is possible because I felt the same way. Like getting to look behind the scenes and, and realize like how crazy everybody was. Like while, that, I have to think... Just after that, like these guys had like the time of their life making that movie. Not only was it fun for us, but it was fun. Well, for them. if you remember in that documentary, there was I one do. of the producers that they're like, "Oh, we thought this guy was like, you know, telling the the uh, studio what was going on." Well, that guy now is he he sued the people that made the documentary. They're saying, "Hey, they basically said I was a rat. Now I can't get work as a producer <laughs> in Hollywood anymore." I reached out to uh, Paul Verzi, a well-known, huge, big-time comedian, and uh, he's been on the podcast before. I had him answer our guest questions, and just like I told you guys, uh, we wanted to see if he would answer our questions, so we asked him what he thought his top five uh, documentaries are, and uh, here's what he said. Top five documentaries, I can't really, I can't, it's hard to narrow it down, but I, I got to say, I love the Jimmy the Greek on the 30 for 30. I love the love two Escobars. On the 30 for 30. Um, I thought those were great. There was one about basketball. I forgot the name of it. There was one about up-and-coming basketball players. Um, oh, the, yeah, the, the, the Benji one. The, the, yeah, the 30 for 30s, I'd have to say. Like, I, I could just pick out five of those, which are good. There was one with, uh, there was ones with young basketball players in New York. And they uh, they were coming up. I don't know what they're doing today. Or whatever, and it was something that was so intriguing. It was like you know these inner city kids that were playing basketball, and they were really good, and people were looking at them. And I think one got hurt. I forgot the name of it, but that was a good one. And um, if I think of another one, you know, but I would say I could, any one of the. I mean, the thirty for thirties were just were, were great. They were just. I mean, the thirty for thirties that ESPN does. Any of those are awesome. The Tale of Two Escobars is awesome. Who's that about? It's, Is that, it's uh, about Pablo Escobar and how uh, it kind of like the narco ball, how he would wash coke money to fund all these uh, soccer stadiums, but meanwhile kind of um, terrorize the people. It's amazing. It's really good. I will definitely have to watch those. Like I said, I, 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 that's why I'm glad I asked. We're doing the top five documentaries because I like documentaries, and I've at least heard three or three or more that I, I've never heard before. So we'll check those out. All right. The, uh, the next top five list is... 
Top five celebrities that look like they smell terrible. And you know what? I wish I could credit the person who came up with that top. That sent me that top five list, but I I totally forgot <laughs> to write it down. So uh, un- unfortunately, if you're Scott. the, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> We're just gonna say it's yeah, Scott. Why not? Uh, Nick, start out with your number five. I've got Lil Wayne. He does look like he smells like a costume bo and just. Now he's shit. Nick's gonna get crazy, know. and he's also gonna tell you what. The person smells like you're gonna take it that extra level. That's doing your homework. That's awesome. Bo and what? Like shit. Great (laughs) pop. Yeah, the bo great pop. All right, what do you got? My number five uh, is uh, uh, Jack Nicholson. I know it goes. uh, A lot of people go what? But seriously, that guy looks like he smells like cigars and bad whiskey. I, you know what? I like the fact that you guys are going to take this to the next level and, and come up with some sort of a scratch and sniff for us. That mm-hmm. wouldn't be that much of an offensive smell to me, but that's true. I could easily smell. No, bad, he but... smell. He looks like he all. He smells like old man cologne too. Like like old over. Spice, yeah. Fabergé. No. I, yeah. Like something that's root really, by Fabergé. A real pungent like like he. I don't care what kind of cologne it is, but that he just put way too much. He on. smells like white owl cigars and old Aspen cologne. Mine is actually on that same vein. Uh, Christopher Walken. He's he I read no. somewhere a long time ago that somebody said or maybe it was like an interview with somebody that was on Howard Stern that said like he he smells horrible and it's always just stuck with me. Really? And I just I think what he reminds me of the smell is it smells like man cuz I did this too is like uh you ever take an undershirt or a uniform or anything that you wear that you had to iron and when you you know you've worn it a bunch and you iron the armpit like it smells like that, like a burnt onion. You know what I'm armpit, talking about when armpit. you're ironing the armpit of something that you've worn and it has like bo that's like sank into it, yeah. and that smell that comes off the iron. Hot man stink. Yes, that's what he smells like. He looks like he he really smells bad, and he looks like he doesn't brush his teeth either. <laughs> so Christopher Walken is my number five. Nick, your number four. Four. I got John Depp. I just look like he smells like this bo patchouli and weed, and a, and a, and scarfs. Yeah, most of these really scarves that have been in attics for in Europe for like thirty years. <laughs> it smells like necklaces and bracelets that a fourteen year old should wear, which is weird. Uh, what do you got? My number four, Luis. I don't know. It's Luis or Luis Guzman, the guy from Waiting. He played oh, the, yeah. the short order cook. He's also the guy who tried to rape him in Blood In Blood Out. There's he, no way that guy doesn't smell like old cheese. Unfortunately, you know what? I was gonna say that he looks like he's. I believe that guy probably goes out of his way not to smell and smells delightful, but he can't achieve it. Either way, it. he's pungent. Whether uh, you, you're just saying underneath it, there's cheese. It smells like Chihuahua cheese at the bottom of a dumpster. <laughs> wow. Uh, my number four that's is CeeLo Green. Oh, that's solid. He looks like he just emanates, like you know those lines that come he's off the Black of, like, Lord Pink 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 from Game of Thrones. Yeah, he 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 looks like he, looks like um, he smells like pork chops wrinkles. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he smells like the uh, the sweat underneath Another the boob. pork chop sighting. Yeah, he looks. He definitely <laughs> smells like like a butt crack. He does smell like assholes and baby powder. Go ahead. Next up, I got Sean Penn. I, I just assume, and it looks like he just doesn't take showers. I think it's funny that if you always notice Nick's list, like if he doesn't like you, he'll put you in whatever like negative. No, I, list. Like I guarantee John Depp. Michael Moore is the smell is. I like John Depp, <laughs> but you know, we're keeping it real here. Well, you call you know, him John, Sean, of course. Sean Penn John. I, like, would probably take a shower and not use soap, and he's yeah. just like you know. No, I agree. As a political statement, he doesn't bathe and shit like that. You probably get the worst coffee cigarette breath you can ever imagine. Like a teacher, like an English That's teacher. True. That's true. My number three is Mickey Rourke. After watching the wrestling, oh, yeah. after watching the wrestler, I was one. like, there, there's no way that guy's head doesn't smell like a scrub. I just think he's so unclear on what's going on that he doesn't even realize that he smells like people, and people are afraid to His tell him. Facial hair probably smells like shit. He's yeah. He oh, oof. Uh, I credit my brother. He's the one who told me. That I I fun. hate saying this, but I have to say that the late James Gandolfini. Only because oh. when he talks, he's his nose is so stuffed up and he's so, like, you know, he can't breathe out of his nose that I don't think he has any clue where he's at in the, in the smell department. I bet, he smells I bet like you the guy was. Juice. I bet you the guy was absolutely 100% one of the nicest people ever. I've never heard a bad word about him. But I believe that if you, you can't smell yourself, there's, you know, you got to have a single stink. He's got a pretty distinct overbite, doesn't he? I don't know if he has an overbite, does he? I think he, he kind of looks like a fat beaver to me. <laughs> Is there, is there any beavers that aren't fat? I just want to get that out there. Athletic ones. One's the two P90X. <laughs> and got and insanity. Suck it. I got Gary Busey. I was wondering it was going to be on my list, too. Because uh, much like Sean Penn, I believe this guy, well, unlike Sean Penn, I just believe this guy just doesn't take showers. He always looks sweaty. <laughs> He's like he just got talking. done working out or like going crazy. You think Gary Busey works out? 
he looks like he's always sweaty and like he just got done to the gym, but you're like, yeah, I probably didn't. He's always got a sweaty like handkerchief around his neck or a headband and hair all wet and sweaty and just looks like Jake Busey though smells delightful. I bet. <laughs> what do you got for number two? I bet if you smoke Gary Busey's rayon shirt, it would be Ugh. the worst thing ever. It'd be like Indian food. Uh, my number two is Forrest Whitaker. There's no way that there's folds. And oh, yeah. that dude is always sweating profusely. Yeah, he looks like a sharp Like, in the shower, he's sweating like crazy. There's oh, that yeah. scene in The Shield when he's like, piss! He's pissing all over you! Vic Mac, he's pissing it. Yeah. yeah. Pissing you. Ever since that, I was like, that dude smells like piss he smells and like hot piss. dogs. They're like, you smell like piss. Uh, <laughs> my number two is Rutger Hauer. I don't know why, but he, he also fits in that same category with me where he just feels he's too cool to take a shower. Like, take he, a shower. I yeah. haven't slept in three days. <laughs> just keep on going. He's just high on coke for weeks at a time. Uh, maybe he smells like whiskey that he's poured on himself or, or something. I don't know. He just looks like he he reeks. I can't come up with a smell from him. But... <laughs> Number one, Flavor Flav. He looks like he wipes from back to front. And it looks like when, you, when you're close to him, that smell probably just nails you like a, like a slap in the yeah, face. I'm yeah, I'm sure. It's it is like those stupid, uh, the grill that he wears is probably just dirty and not covering clean. up yeah. the most like plaque caked teeth. You <laughs> yeah, there's no way he like... doesn't even have a grill. <laughs> That's, just <his laughs> That's just his teeth. Oh my, my God. number one, uh, Danny Trejo, I believe is his name from, uh, all <laughs> from, those uh, from any action movie ever. Any, yeah. yeah. With the desperados and all that. Right. I just pictured that dude like walking in a saloon and everyone's just falling over on their chairs because of his stink. He, there's it, no it, way Danny Trejo doesn't smell dude. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with uh, Tortuga. Unfortunately, John Depp is my number one, and just an homage to Nick. <laughs> I'll say John Depp, and that's what I thought. Like he's got like some old wool sweater, or you know, sweaters, and, and that's wool. someone else's bo. Might yeah, you know. like he got it out of some like bin at the uh, at a church or at the. Well, he lives in France. France, a lot of times. yeah, oh. and they all smell. So. Sure, that's what so they he say. got he inherit he he took a, he repurposed the sweater uh, from some other smelly son of a bitch. Yeah, right. He Absolutely. moved to France just so he could stink more. Like he no, smelled, he moved to he France so people like, wouldn't notice he stinks. He looks like he smells like cat piss. <laughs> yes, he, he does. wanted to up his stink game. He had to go out of country. What's your number one? Are you already? That's it. That's yeah. all of them. All right. Well, I got Paul to actually answer these questions as well. So hopefully, this isn't like a career suicide for him. Danny Trejo. Top five people in Hollywood that I think smell. You know <laughs> what the weirdest thing is? And this is a guy who hasn't been acting that much lately. Edward James almost. Edward James <laughs> almost looks like he smells like something. I don't know. <laughs> it's in the like a mixture of bad deodorant and like old meat. I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but <laughs> he's one. Solid. Can this be stinkiest even in a good way? Because I feel like James sure. Woods smells like a bad cologne, but it would probably still not be gross, but it would just be a bad cologne. So I'll nice say Edward else. James almost, <laughs> James Woods, who probably stinks. Um, oh, here's one. You guys love John Goodman, and you wanted me to talk about John Goodman on the last <laughs> I bet you John Goodman smells a little weird. Son of a bitch! I think Bill Murray would have a, a, a funkiness to him. I can agree. Sure. Again, a, a guy that's not, it wouldn't be that bad, but it wouldn't be great. <laughs> and then I would say, got to put a female in here. So what do I have so far? I got uh, Edward James Almost, James Woods, Bill Murray, John Goodman, and I was going to, no, no, I was going to say Catherine Heigl or whatever, but I don't think so. She's probably on it. She looks like she'd be on it. Like, like she looks like she does smell, but she knows she does. <laughs> so then she works on it, overcompensates. <laughs> so she's probably okay. Oh, that's um, funny. Who's a fucking pig? Oh well, what's her name? Um, Michelle Rodriguez. I think one time she was on like Punked or something, and she was just talking like a pig, and she was talking about like <laughs> farting, and it was just gross and Roast all that. Uh, so maybe her. So those are the ones off the t- those are the ones like off the top that I first thought of, and I'm like I smell, you know I'll probably end up thinking of others, but and I just realized that I had a couple of like Latinos. I'm this is not a fucking racist thing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there you go, man. I had fun with that. Thank you. Hey Nick, how about some sports? I'm sure you guys saw the. Uh... The Wait, ex- don't step on my drop. Oh. The ex-Cub Ryan Dempster 
hit a rod. That's the best kind pitch. of cub to be, isn't it? <laughs> he what he hit a rod? Yeah. On uh, I guess a uh oh and three count, which I'm not one of these guys knows all about baseball, like the uh the tradition or whatever the uh what do they call it? The oh, uh three? three and oh. Oh, and three would have been. He yeah, would have yeah, been struck out. Oh, three would have been damn good. And, uh, <laughs> and then he hits him as he's way heading back to the right dugout. The he plunks him in that the back. would work. That would yeah, be that solid. Would, there's ever a better guy to peg. No, it's a it's a real good sports feel good story because if if you're gonna throw at anybody, right. definitely throw at Aaron. Apparently, Ryan Dempster is what, a lot of the reasons why Girardi was so pissed because Dempster is. I guess he's a, a player rep and is real. You know, big into definitely something I should know better. But Girardi was a catcher. How many times in his career did he give this Listen, he got thrown at every single day, all the time. All the so time. he should be used to it. <laughs> like, I always caught it. Um, Seriously, how many times did he give this sign, like, plunk this douchebag? Well, he, I don't think, I think he's like, hey, if you're going to hit him, hit him. But he was pissed that they had already hit him previously in the game. Oh. Another pitcher did. I, really? I yeah. So he was pissed, like, hey, this, why isn't this guy thrown out of the game? And he was, was he not? Didn't he, no, he No, he didn't. Not. He now has been suspended for five games, but during the game he was not. Dempster out. was because the ump's probably like I hate this guy too. And so. how can you not like Dempster? The ump Everybody is the likes one. Dempster. The ump is the one like that Dempster. probably gave no? the sign to hit this guy. Really. The ump. He likes the socks though. So I don't care. I mean, I can at least there's people on the socks that I could say I or maybe. I no, it's not like a Cubs him. thing. Don't Why don't you like him? Because when they were trying when they were trying to trade him, he kept being being all dumb about it. Like, I'll go ahead, trade me. I'll go anywhere. Well, how about this team? No, no, don't trade me. <laughs> he was a douchebag about his trade. Uh, I don't. I won't put up with that. I'll be. I'll be deleting that. No, no but I, I'm assuming the, I'm just kidding. He's no Scott Like, probably told the catcher, like, "Hey, it's time to hit this motherfucker." <laughs> I, I would agree. That's every time. Here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, there, again, there's no better guy in the game of baseball to throw a baseball at than a Rod. True so, and here's the thing. Hopefully, he won't be there. Won't there'll be way more limited opportunities to hit a Rod because he'll be gone forever. So, Dempster can at least go down in the books and say, "I did, I did peg a Rod." I think, I think he knows something. Why isn't he not gone? Why is he's Brian Braun? It. Why is everybody else gone and he's still there? He's a he's appealing it. I think he knows something. Well, I mean, what do you think he knows? Yeah, what could he know? Where Jimmy Hoff is at? Why, why wouldn't they? No, something about the steroid shit. Maybe he who he gave him up some names or whatever. But that whole biogenesis shit. Maybe he gave him some names like he's accused of doing in order to get back out there and hit a few more stats before he goes into the. But who cares? Concept. I mean, like I said, it will always be an asterisk anyway. So what's really the difference? It cares to him because he's an asshole. I think the only reason why. He, do you I, think he really cares about baseball? At this point, I mean, yeah, the guy's got no, more I, money I think than he's it. a wild narcissist, and he believes those numbers are well, his numbers, and he's going to frame that shit in his house. I think the Yankees are. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're still in it. I think all the other players that were suspended are not in it, so they probably are just like, oh, I'm, this season's a wash anyway. And then Braun was hurt. Well, isn't he hurt anyway? Yeah, he's hurt. Yeah. So he's taking. I think he's out for the rest of the season, isn't he? Yeah. So it doesn't matter to him. So A Rod's going to appeal it, probably get to play the rest of this year, and still take his 211 game lump, most likely. But uh, yeah, dude, I, I he could, but I, from what William Dave were talking about the story earlier, is it? I think it broke like over the weekend. Apparently, his inner circle leaked names of people of of, of uh, Bronny's other guys. So he got busted and probably ratted them out earlier just to try to like take some of the heat off himself, which I'm sure just makes him even that much more of an asshole. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. And then I on, on Brian Braun to go against him is. I guess back in uh, was it 2011 where he won the he was supposed to miss the whole he was supposed to miss 90 games the year after he won the MVP or was mm-hmm. it and because they and then he on a technicality the drug test was thrown out yeah he a chain, a chain of custody he was petitioning like all these other players like these stars going hey back me in this guy this could happen to anybody and so he got all these people to back him and he's so full of shit he lied and he was- yeah. Because now he came forward and said, I admit it, I did it steroids then. A-Rod used the God defense, too. I don't know if you saw his press conference. Yeah, He's like, no, I, just, no, I, I got faith it. in God, and I just, I'm just i praying everything's going to be all right. So he's, praying that, he's praying that God figures out a way to somehow sabotage the test. God should have made his muscles bigger instead of having him. Get he's got some, some, some huge man tits, though. Right. Um, last thing before we go is I just want to do a quick, we, me and myself and Nick, and I'm not sure if Ben, did you see uh, The Place Beyond the Pines? No, I haven't yet. Nick? Want to do yeah. a quick? Uh... Um, it was a movie that was getting a lot of buzz. It was an indie film, limited release. You pretty much had to go to Chicago, LA, or New York to see it. Um, and it had a really interesting story. It was basically Bradley Cooper, or I'm sorry, Brad Cooper is a uh, cop, <laughs> and John Depp, and uh, 
Ryan Gosling is a uh, this hillbilly like criminal. He like races dirt bikes or something, but he ends up getting into like robbing banks. And you're kind of led to believe that the movie's basically a bank robbery movie. Well, I was led to believe by several different people, and by if you look at like the you know some of the the um, tags on right. on the tr- uh, the posters and all that. So I'm thinking it's going to be some like heist movie, bank robbery, and an independent mo- movie at the same time. So I'm like, oh, you know, it might be something kind of different. Well, basically, it's almost like three different movies in one. It, there's like three different stories. And I won't give away any spoilers or anything, but I I thought it fell way short. Like I was waiting for something really cool to happen, and I was kind of like, uh, you know, this is it. I gotta say, just as a quick quick review, I thought that um, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Ryan Gosling, and I'm I thought he was all right in this movie. Uh, the movie it was. Let me three, ask it, you this: Is he an A lister? No. Will he be an A lister? No. No. Do you think this guy's time limited? Like in the next couple of years, have yeah, gone? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think. I think. Unfortunately, he's here to stay. I, I don't know. I mean, was, I. I just don't. I don't see the the appeal to the guy. At least. But anyway, you know, the movie starts out obviously about his story, and then it goes into Bradley Cooper's story, and then the story of both Bradley Cooper's child and the child of of uh, of Ryan Gosling. So it's like three movies. That I mean, basically three yeah. movies in one. But the. the the thing about it is, is it, I've never seen a movie that, like in the beginning, the the very first part about Ryan Gosling and the bank robbing stuff, I was like, this is awesome. It's going to be a really good movie. And it, it uh, talk about a Soprano-style ending where it's like you were left. I, you could feel that it was the ending was coming, and then I'm like, this can't be the end. This, this cannot be how the movie ends, and it ended. It's almost like they made a movie, and then at some point they re-edited it and cut it, and they just like took the ending out and threw it away, and then they just like decided to end on a part that was like, like the or departed. the studio told the yeah, director like, I, like this shit's over now. And the guy's like, I'm not done yet. It's over now. Yeah, give me what you got. That's it. We got no more time. <laughs> that was, well, that an was interesting it. tidbit. Apparently, the director was talking to Ryan Gosling, and he's like, Hey, uh, Ryan Gosling's like, he's joking around, like, going, Hey, what, what's something that you've never been able to do that if you could do anything and get away with it, it would be? And he said, Rob a bank. And they were talking about. It. He's like, Oh, I'm writing a movie about robbing banks, and that's how Ryan Gosling got interested in it. Well, what was funny was he asked Ryan Gosling, hey, how would you rob the bank? And he's like, oh, I'd have a dirt bike, and then I would drive the dirt bike you know, real fast weave in between the cars so I could get away, and then I would go in the back of a box truck. And the guy right in the movie implemented that into the movie because he thought it was kind of a fun or a, a very smart idea. So I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> I don't know, man. To me, you're on a dirt bike. I mean, obviously you're able to get away a lot faster. You're a lot more mobile. But the fact is, is you stand out because who rides a dirt bike down a regular city street? That's oh, I'm the town would... they were in in that movie. Yeah, I know. But that happens a lot. <laughs> Everybody that works at the carnival rides a dirt bike to the carnival. Uh, right. Well, that's it. That's all we got for this week. And hopefully uh, we'll be back in a shorter time period than we were last time. So with that being said, anything? 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 Everyone's about, to, everyone's about to fall asleep. Bueller. All right. We'll check you guys later. Looking young man.